no matter where I am, I can still have joy because of who God is and of what and because of what he created. Hey friend, the journey for healing and freedom requires releasing control and expectations. Let's talk about how we can improve and enjoy the journey of life. Stick around. I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. I have promised transparent and honest conversations, and today, y'all, is going to be a special one. My guest is Chandra Hyder. She is a teacher, speaker, and author of Girl, Just Let Them Love You. She is valued for her deliberate teaching style as she seeks to impart as much information as possible to her Bible students. And as a single woman, she seeks to encourage other singles to wait on the Lord. Sis, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited and I'm just waiting on what God is going to be able to do through this podcast on today. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you so much. Y'all. Yeah. I have to be have to be honest. <laughs> when I got the call that she was actually going to drive in and record in person, y'all, I've been so excited all week. I said, "Do you know what's gonna happen?" That just also means that there we are in store for a mighty move of God. Yes, I believe so. I believe so because I wanted to be in the place. I didn't. I didn't want to just be through you know Zoom or or Streamyard. I wanted to be in the place to allow the Holy Spirit to move and let the Holy Spirit flow because I believe that something's going to be said that is going to encourage the listener on today and somebody needs to know that despite what you have been through, you can still have joy in your journey. And I am a living witness. I have a testimony about what God has, has done for me and how he has brought me through. Despite what I've been through, I can still say that I have joy and I can still say thank you, Lord. Mm. So I'm, I'm excited about what we're going to be able to talk about on today. So let's hop right on in. Yes, yes, yes. How do you define joy? I define joy as walking in the authenticity of who God created me to be. And when I say that, it's not a me, me, me thing. It's absolutely a God thing because pretty much what I'm saying is I'm going to have joy in what God created because what God created is not conditional. I think a lot of times we feel like I'm only good if he has if he places me in a mansion. I'm only good if I'm in the designer clothing. I'm only good if I have the latest, you know, and the greatest. But no, what he created is not conditional because even when we look at the creation story, anytime God created something, he said it was good. And when he created humanity, he said it was very good. So despite what I may have been through, I can still have joy in what God created. And and when we talk about walking in the authenticity of who God created me to be, that walk, it's a daily walk. It's a journey. I have to choose to have joy every single day despite what I'm going through. And authenticity, that authenticity part, in other words, no matter what your story is, no matter what you have been through, because some of us have been through some, some good, some bad, and some ugly situations, 
situations. Mm -hmm. Some of us have been through trauma, and I'm one of those. Some of us have been through toxic situations, and it may not have been good. And but we still have to know that it was for our good. Mm-hmm. It may not have been good, but God is still good, even mm-hmm. in the midst of it. And so, again, it's, it's about having joy in what God created. He created me. And even when I look over all of my life and I see everything that I've been through, again, good, bad and ugly, I can still say it is it is still good. God is still good mm-hmm. in the midst of it all. So just having joy in what God created, walking in the authenticity of who God created you to be. Mm, y'all go back and hit rewind (laughs) go back hit rewind if you don't already have your journals hit pause then hit rewind then come back because she just depart imparted in us so much power that it's not in what's happening Mm. that you seek joy it's in the lord who has created all the things And the wisdom to know that all things work together for my good. Good. Because here's the danger. If if I don't have joy in what God created, God will allow you to step into rooms Mm. that you've been praying to go into. And you'll wonder, how did I get there? He'll allow you to finally meet people that you wanted to meet. And you'll 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 be saying, I don't measure up. He'll allow you to sit in or stand in platforms and you'll just feel like you don't deserve to be there. But again, we need to know that what God created is is not conditional. No matter where I am, I can still have joy because of who God is and of what and because of what he created. So I feel like it's a it's a danger for us. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not about a me thing. I, I'm not trying to say that I have joy because I'm so great and I'm I'm so. But it's because of what God created that I can choose to have joy every single day. Oh, I choose. I choose. To have joy. It's a choice because either we can look at the situations and the things that we've been through, and that and that was me for a lot of years where I just felt like I wasn't enough. Or I felt like, well, if the situation was differently, you know, maybe I would feel differently about myself. But again, it's a choice regardless of what is going on. God is still good in the midst and it's for my good. Mm. It's for my good. It's for my good. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Where did this foundation of faith come from? I think it comes through process. Regardless of, you know, what has uh, taken place in your life, all of us are going to have to go through process. Mm-hmm. I taught a, a lesson years ago. You can't fake it in the fire. Ooh. Looking at those three Hebrew boys. Mm-hmm. All of us are going to have to go through the fire at some point. And it's no longer going to be about what your grandmama told you. It's no longer going to be about what mama told you. You're going to have to find out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when we go through the fire, we're going we gonna to realize what's real and what's fake. And we want to be like those Hebrew boys who said that, you know, even if... Our God does not deliver us. We're still not going to bow down. Even even when I'm going through the fire, I'm still not going to bow down. I'm still going to trust in what God has um, uh, said about me. And so I think that comes from going through the process, allowing God to take me through some situations, which quite frankly, at the time, I did not want to go through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time, they were, you know, again, traumatic. But now I can stand on this side of it. Mm-hmm. And I can know that, again, it was for my good. And now I can rejoice and know that the test was for a testimony. I can rejoice now and see that the pain was 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 preparation for purpose and what God was getting me ready. But it was process. And we're all going to have to go through it. We can't. We want the cheat code a lot of times. Mm-hmm. We want to. We want 
going to be able to jump to the end. Lord, just tell me what to do and I do it so I don't have to go through this. Yeah. But, Let's get this. Come on. Yeah, Come on, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hurry this along. But we're all going to have to go through that process. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm standing here today and I'm able to stand with some with some strength, again, that's that's going through process. That's from me developing my relationship with God and developing a prayer life because uh, you know, tra traumatic situations will, will bring you to your knees mm -hmm. and you'll you'll develop that prayer life. That's from me taking the time and read and study my word. But it's all due to process, the process that God allowed me to go through. Mm. So let me ask um, in these processes mm -hmm. that God has granted you to experience the good, the bad, the, the ugly. Mm -hmm. Right. When did you realize that you had to cling on God's hand in order to survive? I'm glad you said survive, survive because, you know, there are certainly, I will say that I, I'm 38 years old now. And I, I feel like for the majority of my life, I was not thriving. I was just surviving. Mm -hmm. um, I think that sometimes we get, we hit rock bottom and we get to that point where, I feel like I'm not going to make it unless I have God in my life. I'm thankful for examples that I had around me, mm -hmm. um, not only within my family, but I have a strong church family. Um, but I feel like God really did, he met me in that dark place. There were times when I did not want to be here, given some of the things that I've been through. Or sometimes you get to that place where God will let you... <laughs> kind of uh, try to figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. And when he said, okay, now when you get tired of trying to figure it out yourself and you're ready to come to me, I'm, I'm going to be still in that same place. Um, but I think it, it just finally took me getting to that place where I had to submit mm -hmm. finally to him. And again, allow him to take me through that process. Because sometimes we try to figure it out mm -hmm. on our own. But again, like God is just standing there the whole time saying, okay, when you're ready to come to me, <laughs> when you're ready to come to me, allow me to take you through the process, then um, I'll, I'll work it out for you. So you are the first guest that actually provided me with a mission statement. Y'all check this out. <laughs> equipping, equipping, and encouraging the believer to walk in their God-given purpose. When did you develop this mission statement and why? I have gone through a few uh, boot camps you know, just to become a better speaker, because I, you know, again, I'm calling myself author, teacher and speaker. So I want to be better at, at that craft. And so it kind of just forced me to develop uh, thinking about what it is that I want to do. And two things that I'm passionate about are encouraging others, because I know what it feels like to be in a place when you need encouragement. Mm -hmm. I've gone through sexual abuse. I've gone through loss. And there are times when you feel like you are all in this thing by yourself. And so, you know, I know what it feels like to need encouragement. So I always want to try to uplift and encourage others. But I'm also passionate about Christian education. I'm also, you know, passionate about like I'm all for, I'm for Sunday school. I don't know why some of these churches have gotten rid of Sunday school for adults. We need Sunday school. We need Christian literacy because once you have said amen on Sunday, you got to deal with some stuff on Monday morning. Or when Sunday you, afternoon. Or Sunday <laughs> afternoon. You got to deal with stuff Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And we have to 
be equipped, we have to have enough word in us mm -hmm. so that when we go through the fire, there is something that we can stand on. So I'm, I'm passionate about encouraging and equipping the believer. And another thing I discovered is every single message that I teach, I'm always going to somewhere in there try to encourage the listener, but always equip them as well. So um, one of my favorite speakers, which is Dr. Darius Daniels, he's all, he always talks about how every time you teach a message, technically you, you're always teaching the same thing, even if the text is different. Mm. And for me, the thing I always um, do is I'm always encouraging, I'm always uh, equipping, even if the, you know, coming from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, doesn't matter, somewhere in there, you're going to be encouraged and equipped. Oh, that's so good. So let this be an encouragement to each of you, hello, even myself, to identify what is your mission. Yeah. And But this was rooted in what you believe God has purposed you to do. Yes. Is that equipping and encouraging, or is there more that God has purposed and called you to do? Then you can kind of get into the kind of the notion of gifts and all of that. I believe that I'm uh, equipped to teach or purpose to teach, but I can I can teach via a book. Mm -hmm. um, on my social media, I do devotionals. Um, I enjoy teaching. Um, but then even just on one-on-one, -on -one, when you have to wrap that your arm around that brother or that sister who is dealing with a situation, when you're asking somebody, can I pray for you? All of those are ways that you can encourage or seek to equip. Um, and then also, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about purpose, because I said equipping and encouraging the believer to walk in their purpose, because I believe that purpose is what saved me. Mm. When I realized everything that I had been through wasn't just pure happenstance. It's what God allowed me to go through because he saw a purpose beyond my pain. He saw a purpose beyond what I had been through. And it, it led to a book. It led to me being able to teach. It led to me being here today. Um, and so I feel like when people get to the point where they finally discover their purpose, they can look at their, their life and add it all up and realize everything that they went to has led to them walking in their purpose. Everything that they've been through has been preparing them for their purpose. Do you believe you get a choice? Because I think some people have experienced traumatic um, events and, and traumatic childhoods and different things. Um, that sometimes it's harder to choose to serve others. Mm -hmm. It's harder to choose encouraging others when the inner me right. is so weak and broken and unhealed. Right. I think we all have a choice. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about how he sets before us blessings and curses, life and death, and, and choose life. One thing that saved or helped me, particularly mm -hmm. when I was in a, a deep and depressing state, it wasn't until I started helping others mm that I started to get healed because I was giving them what I needed. Ooh. Have you ever been in a place where the very thing that you need, God is saying, I need you to give to, to mm. somebody else? Because I remember one long after my mom passed and I was I was in a, in a such a dark, deep place after my mom passed away. And our church had, had something, I think it was a, a, a supply drive for kids going back to school. And that was just kind of like the fire kind of just coming alive in me, just helping somebody else. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times when we go through situations, we turn inward yeah. and it's all about what I'm going through. But once you start, you know, giving to somebody else, God is going to give you what, 
you need just by giving somebody else what, what they are in need of. Mm -hmm. So as someone who is constantly pouring out, you're pouring out to your students in the classroom, the schoolroom, right. and you're pouring out to your students in, you know, in Sunday schools, what replenishes your spirit and your cup? You have to have that quiet time with the Lord, first of all. Um, you, you really do need to make sure that you are being fed mm -hmm. spiritually daily. Uh, some of us are weak because we only eating on Sunday, okay? You, you need to know that the, the food is prepared Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But also just um, seeking out other teachers, other speakers who not only I can learn from, but that can feed me as well. Um, and then just make sure that you set good boundaries. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it means you have to say no, and, and that's okay. Um, but again, if you are taking the time and you're prayerful with God, then you'll know those opportunities that maybe you need to say no to and those opportunities that you can go ahead and, and welcome. So I think boundaries, but then also just taking the time to be fed. Mm, it's so good. So now let's talk about this book, okay. <laughs> Girl, Just Let Him Love You, um, Allowing God's Love to Heal Your Past, Guide Your Present, and Reveal Your Purpose. How did you find courage to write, such, write and publish such a deeply personal book? It took time <laughs> to get to that point because God actually told me to write this book back in 2015. Mm. And I ran for a good five years or so. And that's because of everything that I have, have been through, I just wasn't sure I was ready to put it into a format, just to really lay my life all out um, on the line. And and if it's okay for me to go there, just to yeah, quickly, absolutely. just to Please. tell a little bit of my story. When I was seven or eight years old, I was sexually abused. And between the ages of, and I'll, I'll say probably from eight years old to uh, 18 years old. So that 10 year span, regardless of what had taken place at eight years old, I pretty much sur uh, uh, suppressed all of that. Mm. I really did not acknowledge it. I kept it a secret for over a decade, but on the outside, you know, I'm gaining weight. On the outside, I'm becoming more of a recluse. In other words, the effects are still taking place even though it's not something I felt like I could, I could talk about. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the day before my 19th birthday, I will never forget, I'm in my bedroom and I'm kind of going over everything. I'm, I just finished my first year of college and I'm going over the plan for the summer. I'm gonna lose weight and lose, you know, 100 pounds. <laughs> this summer. <laughs> this summer, <laughs> you know, I'm going to, you know, finally do all the things that I wanna do. And I hear a voice of the enemy say, it doesn't matter what you do, you will still be ugly inside. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I thought to myself, is it because of what happened to me? And the enemy said, it's because of what you did, mm -hmm. trying to put shame and guilt on me and the very next day my 19th birthday I remember I told my mom what happened and I'm so thankful for her for not only listening to me but but reassuring me letting me know it wasn't my fault letting her know I had her support and my dad's support and they would tell my siblings and and but even with all of that just because there was confession made mm -hmm. I still needed counseling yes. <laughs> and I and I didn't go there until 
till after my mom had passed away, which was about five years after that. It wasn't until going through counseling. I went through spiritual counseling. I went through um, a professional counseling with a therapist. Mm -hmm. um, and throughout that time, I'm starting to write. Um, again, I'm developing my relationship with God. I'm developing a prayer life. Again, he's taking me through a process. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, with some of the things that we go through in life, we feel like it's, it's, it's going to be an overnight situation. And it is not. It is, it is a process. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm starting to journal during this time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really see my writing as a God thing at that mm -hmm. point. I saw it as a means for me to express myself, to get things off of my chest. Um, but... As I'm journaling, I'm also doing things like writing poetry, and I'm writing devotionals. And every now and then, I would send those devotionals to my family or to my friends because they were not only helping me, they were helping others. And skip to 2015, when I'm kind of in a moment of being frustrated as a single, I can remember God telling me, you, you thinking all this is about a boo? It's about a book I planted on the inside of you. And I was not ready to hear that at the time. Again, and this is 2015, years have gone by since the abuse and me revealing it to my, my family and my mom passed away. All these things have happened. And guess what? I still needed a, some additional healing mm -hmm. before I could get to the point where I was ready to write the book. Because I have, like, the introduction to this book is, is one of the oldest parts of the book. I wrote it in 2015. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it, being able to kind of navigate what did I want to talk about concerning my abuse, how how transparent did I want to be. The process of writing a, the book was, was healing in itself. So I, I still needed to heal in some areas before I could start writing it. And then when I started writing it, I still had to heal mm -hmm. throughout the process. Yeah. So how has it been now having a piece of your heart on the outside, a piece of your soul, um, having your healing be documented, how has that felt? Was that freeing? How was that release? It was absolutely freeing, particularly because I'm self-published. Um, I've never written, a, you know, never written a book before, never published a book before, so all of this is a faith walk. Mm -hmm. At every single step, I'm like, Lord, what's, what's the next thing? He said, write the book. But no, Lord, see, what, what's, the, what's the part that comes after, like, you know, because I, I haven't done anything. He keeps saying, just write it, and I'll tell you the next thing to do. And he did. And so for me to have published it, it was like, Lord, you, just like you said, you know, it happened just like you said it was going to happen. So you're thankful for that. And then when people start reading it and they're seeing themselves mm -hmm. in the book and you realize, oh, my goodness. And that's why I said purpose saved me, because once once people start saying they could see themselves reflected in the book. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I'm so, ooh, Jesus. Once they start saying, I'm glad the connect is right here. Okay. Once they say that. your book has helped me or your book is is allowed me to have a conversation with my daughter about some things that happened or it's allowing me to go and have a conversation with my mother about some things that happened um that has been the healing part again just continuing the healing process and even though it is my heart on display for everybody else again just seeing how maybe my pain could be the means to which somebody else is set free. Mm. And some of us don't know 
that some of the things that we've been through, God is allowing us to, to go through because maybe it's going to be a testimony that's going to help set somebody else free. Mm -hmm. That's so good to know because um, I believe everything has a purpose. Mm -hmm. um, no matter how difficult and challenging, everything serves a purpose that is bigger oh, yes. than you, that is bigger than that moment. So I want to thank you for one, being obedient. Mm -hmm. After I ran. <laughs> After <Yeah>. I ran. <laughs> because so many of us are running from what God has mm -hmm. called and told us yeah. to do. Oh, yes. yes. And on the other side of that purpose, as you mentioned, is healing for somebody else. Oh, yes. Is encouragement to say, this is what I have experienced. And yet, I still trust him. Yes, yes. Yes. Yet I still believe that I can be healed and that God has greater ahead mm -hmm. and in store yes, for me. Yes, and what the enemy meant for evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, God meant for my good. Mm -hmm. So when I, again, when I look at look back all over my life, every single thing has been preparing me for something even greater mm -hmm. than where I am today. And when I look, when I and when I get to that place, all I... I'll just be able to say, thank you, Lord. I mean, I'm at the point now I can say, thank you, Lord, mm -hmm. even for what I've been through, because I believe that the purpose was so much greater than any pain that the enemy tried to, to bring about against me. I can say, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you allowed me to go through it, because the Lord knows who he can bruise. Mm. He knows who he can bring through those situations. I had a situation where somebody uh, was cursing folks out, <laughs> And I wasn't, I wasn't even the target. I was just, I just got hit with the fire. <laughs> and, and in the midst of all that, I knew it wasn't even about me. So I just, be, I just began to pray for the person. And I thought to myself, Lord, you, you knew who you could bruise. Because my, my response wasn't to go talk about them. My response was, let's pray for them. And the Lord knows who he can allow to be bruised. He knows who he can allow to go through situations because he knows what your response is going to be. Just like with Job, he said, "Have he tells the enemy, have you considered my servant Job? My servant Job? And we don't want to be considered. Mm-mm, somebody for, else. Yeah. Or pass this cup to somebody <laughs> yes. else. We don't want to be considered for the test, but he knows who he can bruise. He mm. knows who he can consider for the test. Well, and it's something you just said, and we read it all the time in Job. The fact that God said, have you considered? Mm -hmm. But the fact that, Job was even on God's heart and mind to be considered. Mm. What a privilege it is for God to say, hey, I know of someone yeah. that I trust and believe in. Yeah. And that God is mindful of all of us. Yeah. That he never forsakes us. Mm. That he never leaves us out on the island. Yeah. So thank you so much for finding purpose from your pain. Yeah. And for letting us um, join you on your healing journey. Yeah. And inviting us to be healed. Because <laughs> yeah. some of us are broken. Yes. All of us have something yes. that we've experienced. And some of us are not ready to open that door to healing. Right. Because right. we don't know what all that comes with oh. once you open that door. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm working on my um, a workbook for this right now. Come on, workbook. <laughs> and, and one of the questions that I'm going to uh, present is just asking, you know, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, some people really felt like their childhood was, was regular, but there was some 
there was some toxic mm-hmm. situations going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe the parent was in and out. Maybe there was some drug use. And for you, that was just normal. Mm-hmm. And you haven't even taken the time to just stop and just ask, what happened to me? Because you got to, chapter one of the book is the root. You guys, you guys start with the root. And that's what a lot of us don't want to acknowledge. Again, I suppressed it for so long. It wasn't until I was 19 that I really started thinking about what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then I had to start dealing with it. And it was a process of healing to get to the point where I could finally write a book about it. Mm-hmm. Now, you shared the reason behind the title. Mm-hmm. The girl just let him love you. Yes. Can you share with the audience <laughs> the, the impact and the intention of that title? So, you know, I'm like many of you who have watched a chick flick or two, you know, shout out to Tyler Perry <laughs> and and his many, many chick flicks. And, you know, and like I said, 2015. And all of Lifetime. Yeah, all of Lifetime, Hallmark movies, all of y'all. And like I said, it was 2015 when I when I wrote the introduction, but... I could just remember being on my couch and and it was probably a Tyler Perry movie and it was some situation where, you know, you have a woman who is broken, who does not feel like she is worthy of being loved, but here comes Shamar Shamar Moore or Boris Kojo saying, girl, just, just let me, just let me love you. And I'm watching this movie with kind of rolled eyes because I just feel like, that is not the reality. Mm. And say it again for the people in the back. Again, we just I I I don't see Shamar Moore with the with the bad wig. I just it's not in my I just haven't seen it in my in my particular personal experiences. Amen. And or mine. Yeah. So I just I don't see those men say, hey, girl, just let me love you. But as I'm kind of having this moment, God taps me on the shoulder and said, wait a minute. I am that person that you look for. Why can't you just let me love you? So when we talk about girl, just let me love you, the him is, or let him love you, the him is God. God is is saying you need to let him love you because we got to get that relationship straight before we worry about, you know, trying to get a relationship with anyone else. Seek ye first mm-hmm. the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And a lot of times we get it twisted. We trying to you know, get our boo, and then we then we gonna go back to church. No, let's let's get the first relationship in order before we start trying to trying to move forward. So that's where kind of the book title comes from. That is so good because I think I was at least I saw love and marriage, mm-hmm. and then once I became an adult, and the years kept ticking and ticking and ticking, mm-hmm. I was like, well, now listen, now Lord, I thought, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You said you would give me the desires of my heart, but then I had to check myself of how I had begun to idolize marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the waiting, I had become, oh, well, when I get married, I'll do this. Right. Well, when I get married, I'll do this. And then mm-hmm. as the years started to tick and tick and tick, I found myself becoming um, bitter at God. Mm-hmm. Because here I am serving in the kingdom. Right, right. And the one thing I want. But then I realized, was I loving God and loving myself Mm. to be clear about what I needed from a partner? During the waiting season. Waiting season. When it's easy to be distracted. Mm -hmm. 
how have you found your faith being stretched and your focus strengthened to seek God okay. and not seek um, or entertain hmm, mm -hmm. other other people? Well, I'll say that the faith has definitely been stretched because like you said, you know, you have your idea of how you feel like your life is going to go. Um, my parents were to death, did they part until my mom passed away. They were our example of a strong, healthy marriage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want the same thing. But all of a sudden, it seems as though, okay, God, you... You take me in another. You take me in another direction now, okay? Um, and again, having gone through that process, God is is stretching you because again, it's that faith walk thing again. When you realize, okay, Lord, you're taking me in a completely different direction. But as He's He's taking me through that process, I'm having to learn um, what I should be doing during the wait <laughs> because. First of all, let me just say, and just to encourage singles, but to also challenge singles. For those of you who are in the wait, you know that you can ask God why. Hmm. I think a lot of times we don't want to ask why because we are afraid of the answer. Yeah, we don't, we don't really want to know the why. Because for some of us, we're just not ready. And mm -hmm. so even though the wait oh, is... Let that yes. Oh, some of us are just, we're just not, not ready. We're not ready. And if he gave us what we were asking for, mm -hmm. we would ruin it because yes. we weren't ready. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for telling me mm -hmm. no. Because he knew, he had the wisdom that we didn't have because we were impatient. And a lot of times when God, you know, he's not moving at the pace we want him to move, we'll go out and get something that's completely wrong for us. Mm -hmm. So again, some, some of us just are not ready. Mm -hmm. And... An activity that I did, and I encourage any single to do, because we all got that list of things that we want. Um, I would encourage you, go ahead and write that list. In fact, put as many things on it as you possibly can, but then go back over that list with a highlighter and see the areas where you don't measure up. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we ask for things that we are not reflective of. You want somebody who's good financially, but you got to get your finances mm -hmm. in order, okay? So, so some of us, we again, we're not ready. There are still things that we could be working on. Um, another thing God had to speak to me about was the fact that I, I did not have room in my life. A lot of us are praying for things, but you got to make room for what you're praying for. Get out of my business. <laughs> I, if you work from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., but you want God to bring somebody in your life, where where do you have room for them? I, one of the last guys, the last guy that I date said, I, I like you, but I feel like you don't have room for me. Mm -hmm. And he was right. I really, I really didn't. I was just kind of like, okay, I think, I think I can fit you in here. And that wasn't fair to him, but it was, it was indicative of I was not, I really wasn't ready because I, I didn't have room for anybody at that time and then we have to submit to God if if your desire for a mate is greater than your desire for God you're not ready say that again if your desire for a mate is greater than your desire for God you're not ready because you you've made it an idol and so God has he still got to work out some things in you and so when you talk about how you know kind of I'm I'm being stretched during the wait. God's taken me through all of that because I asked him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I was I was I wasn't afraid to ask 
why am I still waiting? Because you still have issues with not being ready, because you still have areas you need to work on, because you, you're, you haven't made room for these things, because you haven't fully submitted to me. Mm-hmm. So you have to, again, still, and we, we've been talking about process this whole time, you still got to let him take you through that process, even through the wait. Mm, y'all, what I keep hearing her say is respect the process. Yeah. Don't fight against it. Don't try to find an easy code around certain situations. Respect the process and trust the processor. Mm-hmm. Yes. God is in control and he knows what it is that we all need. Yes. Yes. And Absolutely. we just have to release the control and allow God to be God. That's mm-hmm. so what we got to trust him. Got to trust him in the midst of of what he's allowing you to go through. As we reach the final segment of the podcast, I'm very excited to hear the answer for this. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> the final section is the journey ahead. Okay. And as you are seeking the Lord for the next phase of your joy journey, would you dare share your hopes, your prayers for the next five years? Well, I believe that God absolutely has more uh, books in me um we love an author <laughs> I, I there i have so many ideas that i just i'm i'm overflowing sometimes i have a journal problem i have so many journals i have to have them Same. all around the house i have to have them at work i have to have them in the car cuz i just i made sure that i had it you know cuz if i get an idea i got to write it down i got to put it in my phone i got to put it somewhere so i'm working on the workbook for girl just let him love you because um, I had an opportunity to do a review of the book for my church, and one of my members, shout out to Sister Dance, we said, you know, you might want to do a workbook because there are some things that people don't always want to share publicly, but it might be something that they need to write down. Because there are a lot of people who, again, they've been through some traumatic situations. Mm-hmm. And though this is a good book for a group study or a church study, there are some things not everybody wants to share. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm working on that that workbook right now. Um, like I said, I, one of the first things I started ever writing were devotionals. So a book of devotionals will be coming up, um, hopefully next year. Um, and then just other things that God has put on my heart to write. But as far as my five year, uh, desire is just going back to Chandra Hyder, author, teacher, and speaker. I want to be able to equip and encourage believers i want to be able to you know teach the word of god because that is my that is my love even when people try to put me in the preacher category i am a teacher of the bible and i i want to be able to 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 go and equip and encourage uh, other believers and and possibly move into full-time ministry when god Mm -hmm. uh, says the time is right yeah I know this has been a blessing to each of you because it's been a blessing to me. If it hasn't been a blessing to you, it's been a blessing to me. (laughs) So I want to thank you so much for extending your time. Before we leave, we have to give a special shout out to Regina Newsom who connected us. Um, And thank you so much for ensuring that the kingdom is being strengthened by allowing her to share her story with the podcast 
Um, before we leave, if there's anyone that wants to get in touch with you, that wants to purchase the book, how can they do those things? Um, the book is available on Amazon. You can either type in the book title or type in my name, Chandra Hyder. And as far as social media outlets, you can connect with me at Chandra Hyder Official on TikTok, on Facebook, and uh, Instagram. Real strong on those three. Twitter is kind of like the stepchild right now. I'm not really... <laughs> Twitter's toxic. I don't really go. I don't really go there. They they in the streets over there. And Twitter. <laughs> That's the dark place. Yeah, I just every time I go there, I'm like, Ugh. and I do have a, a YouTube page called Encouraging Word 365, but I really want to move to a long form format over there where I may be starting to teach lessons. So there are a few videos over there, but I I really need to change it. So for now, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Facebook, Chandra Hyder official, all one word. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So y'all be sure, be sure to share the podcast, um, to support her ministry, um, and to start your healing journey. Even if you're already on your healing journey, the book will assist you um, and draw out some things that God has implanted in your spirit. Please be sure to comment your favorite takeaway um, that you are like, whew, that was good. And please be sure to respect the process and love the process and through it all. Until we gather again every single Thursday, may God increase your joy, grant you strength for the journey, and give you the courage to tell your story. Bye, friends. Bye-bye.